Welcome to the Quest Fishing Adventures podcast, chapter three. Welcome back to another Quest Fishing Adventures podcast, episode 113. How is everyone doing out there? Right, um, as you can see by the title, we are back on Lily's Lake again. Um, and I normally say, when I say we, actually it's not a we this time, it's just me. Um, Alex is not feeling too good, but he said he might pop down and come see me at some point. Um, so, my plan goes against the grain a little bit. Um, I've always said I don't like to pick a swim before I get to a lake. Um that's the wrong thing to do. You need to get to a lake. You need to have a look around and you need to try and find the carp um, or whatever you're fishing for, you know, and go on the back of that. But a little bit of me wants to get in the same swim I got into last week um, because um, I'd like to check the two the two spots I cleared out. Obviously, it's, a, it's the weedy part of the lake. I know there's going to be weed on it again. I know it's going to would have grown up a bit. But I'm just curious. I'm curious. I didn't put a lot of bait out, which is one of my regrets uh, at the end of that session, I did say that. I wish I'd, I wish I'd put more bait out, and then I really would have got a true interpretation on if carp were feeding on the spot. Because if carp was feed, feeding on the spot, the spot would be clear. Uh, but I don't think that's going to be the case. But anyway, I'd like to get back in there again and try and put a bit more bait on it. Um, I will say one thing now. I'm not fishing uh, Lily's Lake next week because I'm actually going away for a week. So that's not going to happen. So i kind of in two minds of do or I don't know, but I think I, I still I would like to actually put a bit of bait out this time. Um, God, I feel like I'm dancing around a little bit here. Um, I've got pellet. Well, I've got a little pellet mix that I've made up, um, which I'm going to put out, uh, and obviously some boilie as well. So I want to. I'm not saying I definitely want to get in that swim there. I know what the part of the lake I want to be in. That part of the lake has got all the weed in, and I am definitely convinced and really sure that that's where all the bigger carp are going to be. Um, it's not saying that you aren't going to catch carp around the other side of the lake where it's not so weedy, but from what I've heard from the fish that have come out of there, they've all come out mainly, predominantly from the weed, and the bigger carp will come out from the weed. And so it's it's a no-brainer. You've got you've got to go with that, and that's what I'm going to go with. And it kind of makes half sense to drop back in that swim if I can, uh, because I can check my spots out. There you go. I've justified it. <laughs> So that is the plan. Um, also going down um, again with the solid bags, uh, which I've been thinking about absolutely loads um, since the last trip on, you know, presenting it, make, making sure I'm tying them, you know, really tight and well. Um, as I mentioned before in the last podcast, obviously if you're not listening to that one, go back and listen to that and it will, will make more sense. Um, I've never used solid bags really before to be honest with you um, I did have some solid bags and I have tried to use them in the past but never really given them a go in the slightest um, so it's another bit of a learning curve for me as well in, in tying decent bags and there's, there's several reasons why I want to use um, solid bags it's because I'm fishing on weed so as long as I feel like as long as I clear the spot um, there's a lot of weed there as long as I clear the spot as best I can if I drop a solid bag on it um, it's going to definitely cover a little bit of the weed that may be left there still potentially um and then give me that better hook presentation which is what i need um another another thing i didn't definitely didn't bring this up in in my last podcast when i was talking about using the, the, the solid bag as you guys know i love fishing the margins i love fishing close and i love using the bushwhacker bushwhackers put copious amounts of carp on the back of me 
And when you think about it, it's the same sort of principle in a way. Uh, with a bushwhacker, you're dropping down loads of bait in your hook link. And that's the same thing as a solid bag, isn't it? It really is. Um, so it's in my, in my head, that kind of makes sense. And I hope it does in, in your head as well. Because, um, I mean, Ryan, about the presentation of the solid bag on... On obviously when when you when you're casting a rig out, you're flicking, you know, you you you're you flick, you're making the, the the rig flick out on the end, so it, it lays down, it, you know, it kicks the rig out at the end, so you've got the presentation there. But then I was thinking back, thinking, uh, you know, a lot of my fishing is using the bushwhacker, and I have caught, as I said many times, and I've said a second ago, I put loads of carp on the bank using the bushwhacker, but that's not flicking the rig out, that's just dropping it down. Yeah, yeah, you know, you. You lengthen it out, you know. You put the the weight at the back of it and and the hook link at the hook at the front of it. But when it falls down, it doesn't fall down like flat, does it? Definitely not. You know, one both ends are weighted, so they're going to definitely move a bit different. It depends on the undercurrent and everything going, everything everything else in between. But when you drop it to when it hits the bottom, so it's not landing perfectly flicked out every time on the bushwhacker anyway. Um, and I don't know why I never really thought about that or even worried about that before. But there you go. I've been having a big think about it. I think it's pretty much the same thing. At least with the solid bag, yes, there is a shorter distance between the uh, the weight and the, and the hook itself. But at least you, you can tie it within the bag to kind of give you that the best presentation possible. Well, anyway, at least I hope so. Um, so it's been a big learning curve. I've, I've tied a few bags up at the weekend, done a few tank tests with them and stuff. And I think I'm fairly comfortable with the presentation that I'm getting. So we're going with that again, definitely. I am going to persist with that um, for a bit now. Um, one thing, I can't remember if I brought this up or not in the podcast last last week. Um, one thing that I realised that it was was definitely an, a, an error, I believe, is definitely an error on my behalf. I'm fishing in thick weed. Um, I need to be dropping my weight. Uh, you know, casting out, I had like a four ounce lead um, in my solid bags. And if I was to hook a carp, um, it's just, it's not going to do me any favours with that four inch, four ounce lead hooked on, you know, still on and hooked onto the carp. Without a shadow of a doubt, if I hook a carp in, in this part of the lake, it's just going to, they're going to go straight into the weed. Um, so I'll, this these rigs that are going out today and going forward fishing in weed. Um, as I said, again, you know, I've, this is the first time properly I'm getting into learning to fish weed. Um, so it is all new to me. There's my excuse. <laughs> I need to be, basically, I need to be dropping my leg, my leg, my lead. Uh, so I've gone out and I've brought, um, been trying to work out the best drop-off system I can use within a, within a solid bag. Um, and what I've got, what I'm using today, there's, I'm using the Avid uh, drop-off inline lead system. Um, my only concern with what I'm doing, and today could be make or break literally for me, is the rods that I use are three and a quarter uh, test curb. Um, I'm using a four ounce inline lead. Because remember, I want to. I, I, I on this lake. I because of the weed and how big it is. I would. I would use a five ounce if I could. If I could cast it out with a solid bag, uh, because I. I just really. I worry and I feel like the weeds moving the rig around. Um, even though you're clearing an error, but you're not clearing it all the way. You know the line all the way to your reel. So I feel like it's it's potentially moving the rig around, which then could be masking the hook. It could be like changing it all. 
So I'd love to use a, a bigger lead, but I'm not. But I'm using a four ounce. My point I'm actually badly trying to explain here is I'm using a four ounce lead with a solid bag on a three and a quarter test curb rod. I'm concerned I might snap my rods. So um, I've got to go gentle on this one. I've definitely got to go gentle on the cast and see how it goes. So I have opted to try and tie smallish bags as possible um, with still putting a, a, enough bait out. And while, while the bait that I've actually got in, in the bags is, I will say now I've got sticky uh, pellet krill and sticky pellet bloodworm and uh, grinded up um, sticky krill uh, boilies, which is obviously what I'm using on the hook link here at the moment. Um, I did, I, I weighed one of them and they actually came in just over five ounces. <clears throat> so the question will be, can a three and a quarter pound test curve handle casting five ounces at? Um, I don't know, but we will find out later. So I'm a little bit concerned. That's why I say it literally could be make or break on that. So yeah, a little bit worried. Um, also I talked about, and I put a question out in my last podcast about re uh, weed rakes. Um, I actually have found another one. I, I'm as, as I said in the last one, I'm using that the little fox one, which I do think is absolutely fantastic. But I kind of wanted something that was a little bit bigger that could pull in more weed without, but also aero, aerodynamic at the same time. And I was in um, my local tackle shop, uh, which is Harefield Tackle, um, talking to Jay in there. He showed me um, this. I don't even know the brand of it. I don't even know if it's got a brand, but apparently the person that makes them, he makes them for them, uh, used to make the solar equipment. So you can, you already know from that it's going to be decent stuff. But it's got kind of like, like nice longer prongs on it. It's got got the aerodynamic shape that you typically cast out on like like a tournament lead. And then look, these prongs that have come out that are definitely a lot longer than the Fox system. So what I was thinking, my plan is that's going to be absolutely perfect for clearing out that bigger weed out there. And then once I feel like I've cleared that in, because that'll be obvious because it, it should come through fairly easy, I'm then going to switch over to the um, the Fox one just to try and find clear the um, the weed that's just basically the blankety weedy stuff that's on the bottom. So that's my plan there. So yeah, so um, thanks. I, obviously, I, my, that podcast is not out yet. So thanks if anyone that did actually reply back on that one and give me some ideas. It obviously still put it out there. You know, if if, if you if you know any other decent ones, um, yeah, basically I'm always up for for learning, um, improving it all. So yeah, I'm going to be trying that out today as well, which I'm super buzzing about. So that's the weed rate. That's that's the swim I'd like to be going in. That's my uh, yeah, basically what I'm using. So yeah. All it is now is me getting down to the lake, actually deciding what swim we're actually going to finalise in, um, which won't be for a few hours now. But anyway, I wanted to kick the podcast off now because you know I get really excited about it. I wanted to explain what I'm doing and what I've been thinking about in depth because I think that's the whole point of this. Um, definitely, you guys learning with me um, or maybe you're not learning with me. Maybe you're just laughing at me, which I'm sure a lot of you are. But hey-ho, it is what it is as long as I'm enjoying my fishing. Anyway, so I'm going to cut this off here and I shall see you guys bankside. Well, it's uh, seven minutes past eight and that has been one mission to get all three rods out. Um, I have jumped back in the same swim that I fished last week. Um, so working from the left, um, decided to put my left-hand side rod on the lily pads to the left on the tip of there and I spent a long time clearing out weed there, uh, making that spot clear. 
um, and then I bushwhackered that out with a PVA um, solid bag on uh, with pellet in, in the bushwhacker and crushed boily and basically dropped that there. Then I put my middle rod out on the same spot I had last week out in front of me. It wasn't, it, there was like the long weed there, like loads of long weed, but that was it. Um, it was quite clear there in all fairness in that, it's, you know, so that's kind of given me a little bit of hope that um, fish, you know, have been feeding there on that spot. Um, and then I put my right hand rod on where I had it last week on the tip of that tree there. Uh, last week I put a trolley out on it and this week I've done uh, the, the solid bag again and bushwhacked that out so I could drop a bit more bait over the top of it and be a bit more precise. So that's been one mission it really has. Um, I am absolutely shattered now, I really am. So I'm going to jump on my bivvy, have a lay down, sound really old, don't I? <laughs> and just chill out for a bit and keep everything crossed that we get a run. But obviously I'm going to update you guys, man. Fingers crossed. Well, it's three minutes past ten. Um, I haven't had any bleeps yet, unfortunately. Um, but I'm going to hit the sack now, get some sleep, and hopefully be woken up uh, from a screaming carp, ripping some line off my reel, and then landing him and getting a photo of a 40 pounder that'd be nice that would be nice so um keeping everything crossed well it's 5 58 in the morning no fish to report um it's getting quite a lot of beeps in the night but i suspect that's weed um which is annoying one of them one of them i must admit i thought was a run it was like, it went billy, 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 like that it could have been a liner it could you know it could be anything who knows, who knows, who knows, but we've still got a tiny weeny bit of time left, so keep everything crossed. Right, I'm all packed up now. Um, unfortunately, it's another blank on uh, Lily's Lake, but it is a hard water after all, and that's why the rewards are going to be absolutely amazing. I'm going to be so stoked when I actually do catch a carp, and I'm sure it will happen if I keep at it. Definitely not going to give up. So, reeled in the left-hand rod... Uh, which is the one on the lilies um, and I reeled in really quickly and it, and it fired in really quick and I was like what happened there it's coming really quickly um, and the lead had come off so I'm not too sure how that's come off perhaps you know as, as I said you know you know I, I in this podcast I'm totally honest of you know what I'm doing and stuff and you know I'm learning along the way and it's the first time I've really used solid bags so it, I'm wondering when I've tied the solid bag because I'm using the drop off the drop off system maybe I've just I've pulled the the towel rubber off when I've been tying the on the bag potentially so something I'm gonna to have to look out for next time so lesson learned there but the rig did come in really clean um and my instant reaction was when I noticed that is like well was my because I'm using a pop-up was my boilie floating on the surface and I literally dropped it into the margins um there and, and it didn't because obviously the shot was still on it so that that Roy was over. So that means then, if it come in clean, then that was actually fishing, um, even though it had no weight on it. <laughs> so if I did get a pickup, there was a high chance it wouldn't have hooked the fish. Now my worry there is, if you recall, I did say earlier that I had a, a, a it did go like that. It was like almost like a pickup. So was it? A, I didn't. I did. It was in the night, and I didn't clock what rod it was. So was it that rod? Did like did I basically um, explain this poorly? I feel like, but 
when I made the PVA bag, was it one of two things? Did I knock the tower rubber off then? Um, so actually when, when it, when the bag exploded down there, it had come off and it wasn't, you know, the lead came off straight away or was it that I actually did hook a fish and the tail rubber and, and it, the leg kicked off straight away and didn't hook the fish and it was on that rod. Does that make sense? Hopefully it does. Um, so I don't know. I don't know. I'm left in mystery on that one. But hey-ho, we move on, we learn, we make sure we make sure we 100% double-check that the tail rubbers are on when we're tying these solid bags and that they actually are perfect. Okay, middle rod. Uh, brought that one in. Um, that had that long blankety weed on it. Not not a great deal at all. And I, I was talking to Alex about it after I spoke to him on the phone and I don't know if it picked that up on the way in or whether it was on it when it was fishing. Um, I, I don't know. It's one of them things when you're fishing weed because obviously when you're clearing a spot, you're not clearing... Well, I certainly didn't clear the spot all the way in from, um, you know, to, to the rod pod. I was fishing like um, nine wraps out so, um, I mean, obviously I'd love to have the most perfect clear run in. So you could have the perfect line lay all the way from the rig to the pod. But um, obviously that, that didn't happen. I didn't have time for that. Um, but yeah, so that did bring a bit of blanket weed in. So was it fishing? I don't know. It wasn't a lot on it. Um, but when I got it in, it was masking the hook. So was it? I, I really don't know. All right, sorry about that. The phone was ringing. <laughs> mid 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 podcasting yeah so so the third one let's move into the third one so that i brought that in and that that also had a little bit of weed on it just like the normal standard bog standard weed i don't know I need to learn the names of what what the weed's called but not a lot i kind of feel like it was fishing still it wasn't heavy in fact when i when i pulled it like pulled in it coming really very clean and it was i did it pick it up on the way and it quite possibly because there was weed down there so i kind of feel if I'm honest with you, I was pretty much fishing all three to a degree. Um, and I feel quite, I feel fairly confident about that. Um, the lake's just hard. The lake is just hard. Um, but it is what it is. And as I keep saying, I'm not going to give up, going to persist with it. Because the reward is going to be absolutely amazing when it happens. So anyway, I'm going to park this one up here. We definitely learned a few lessons and that's the most important thing. We take that on to our next trip. So anyway, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I really do appreciate it. And if you go fishing from now until my next one, let's hope you put a few on the bank and I shall speak to you in my next one. Take care, guys. Tight lines. If you're not done already, guys, you could do me a massive favour and hit me up on Instagram. Just search Quest Fishing Adventures. On there, I'm uploading some photos and some short videos. You can also ask me questions or give me some advice too. That would be absolutely mega. Anyway, take care of yourself, guys, and tight lines and see you in my next podcast.